Welcome to the Making Hay podcast with Marcia Miller from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we help veterinarians, from new graduates to seasoned practitioners, navigate the sometimes tricky waters of personal finance. We all know the saying, making hay while the sun shines. As cheesy as it sounds, it represents a lot of what we help people do in their financial lives and businesses. We know each of you faces unique challenges, and we're here to offer advice tailored just for you, anchored in service, stewardship, and a genuine understanding of your profession. Join Marsha Miller, your guide on this journey. Marsha has spent over 25 years in financial services, and her passion is helping vets like you get a handle on your finances. Tune into each episode as we meet at the intersection of veterinary practice and financial management. With help from expert guests and insights from Marsha's own experience, we're going to tackle your biggest financial questions head on. And welcome to the Making Hay podcast with your host, Marsha Miller. Marsha, nice to be back with you again. Hello, hello. Nice to see you, Bill. So what what do we have in store for listeners this time? Yeah, so this is our third episode. So I know we've talked about me, we talked about my practice a little bit, and now I wanted to have a chance to meet my team. So we've got my team coming on board today, all except for one. We've got Caitlin is on maternity leave, so she handles our marketing for the office, um, our social media accounts and that kind of thing. But yeah, we'll meet the, the other two team members. She says some more important affairs going on that she needs to take care of. She's got her second little girl. So she's got a two-year-old and a newborn. So she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot going on. There's a lot happening there. Well, great. Who are we going to meet first? So we're going to meet um, Jennifer Lawrence first, who is our admin. Wait, wait, Jennifer Lawrence? Like the Jennifer, like J-Law? We're going to meet Jennifer Lawrence today? (laughs) We are. <laughs> oh boy, this is great. She works in your office too. She does she That's does? Nice. <laughs> oh my goodness! So Jennifer, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. <laughs> hey, so Jennifer Lawrence, as I've been introduced, I've been in the financial industry over eighteen years and work as an assistant and just kind of help in the background, take care of clients. Well, wow, eight, 18 years? Yeah. It's been That's a while. incredible. Yeah, I love it. Do you, do you, well, you clearly you must like it. What do you like about it? Mostly just being able to help. I just like helping people. And even if it's submitting an application or, you know, answering the phone, I just want to be of service. That's nice. I would imagine that uh, a lot of clients probably are very grateful for somebody holding their hand exactly. in, in a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. She, she's being very modest, but she's a she is a rock star. And I mean, when we have paperwork go out to our clients, I mean, she's sending docu signs left and right, and she gets them to the custodians, whether it's Schwab or Fidelity or whatever. She is just a rock star, and she knows this stuff inside and out. And quite frankly, she's a ray of sunshine in this office. She's bubbly and happy, and she yeah. is a complete joy to be around. So, well, we it's. Her. It's a, I'm sure it comes through in her voice, man. It's like, it's a shame people can't see her because it, it definitely comes through on her face and in her personality. Absolutely. 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 I just want to bring kindness to the world. <laughs> kindness in a financial advisor's office. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. 
It works very well. (laughs) It does. It does. Well, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. And we just wanted the world to say, to hear your voice and um, know you're part of our team. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. I was really nice meeting Jen. So who's next, Marsha? Yeah. So next, I want you guys to meet Matt Byers, who is an associate advisor on my team. And he's been with me for a little over two years. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having us or having me. Well, maybe there's two of you. Now we just don't know about it. You know, it's a confusing world we live in today. It is. It is. So, what is what do you what do you do in the office? What what do you bring to the table, as it were? Yeah. So I'm an uh, associate advisor. So I help uh, Marsha kind of manage relationships, kind of update financial plans, um, and just kind of help with the day to day operations of our of our office. Nice. Well, we spent time talking with Marsha about why she does what she does. And why she, you know, has chosen to focus in this particular area with veterinary practices and veterinarians. What do you find interesting about it? What do you find challenging? I think it's really interesting working um, with veterinarians as it's just we feel very compatible with like with them um, as far as kind of our beliefs and just kind of what we're about it. It's very compatible with, with that space and, and kind of what they do and bring to their clients is, is very similar to um, the treatment and experience that we offer our clients. I don't know anything about your background. So why don't you <laughs> give us a little bit about your background? Yeah, you know, we don't need to know your whole life story. Okay? Yeah, of course. Give us a little back, a little, get a little bit of your background and, and why you, you, you know, you decided maybe you want to work with Marsha. So actually, uh, taking a step back, got into the or was interested in the industry um, at a young age with my grandfather. And we were about, I don't know, I was about eight or nine years old. And he would always sit me down when his statements came in the mail from his advisor. It was just so interesting to me, even at a young age, that uh, like his assets would bring in income. And so he would show me the companies he held and, and everything. And the the thing that I was most interested in and, and what he would present to me is just like the income coming in from those investments. And looking back now, I really probably didn't appreciate it as much as I, I, I do now. Um, it was just a really um, interesting experience. And so that got me interested in finance, studied, uh, studied finance in my undergrad at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. So when I was working in college in the last two years, I actually worked for a wealth advisory. And after I graduated, uh, I, got a, I got a chance to work for the London Stock Exchange in mm. Charlotte, North Carolina. So I spent some time in Charlotte working for them and spent some time in New York. Um, so worked for them for a little over four years. Um, and just really wanted to get some institutional experience and see what that side of the industry was um, was like. And it was always my uh, dream and plan to come back here to, uh, to Birmingham um, to start working um, with individuals again. And so um, inter- interviewed with a few firms um, here in Birmingham and just felt an immediate connection uh, with Marsha and been here uh, for about two years. Nice. Do you find working with veterinarians as interesting and as, uh, I'll use the word challenging, but it's like, you know, Marsha, clearly this is a passion of hers. Mm -hmm. Is it a a passion that you share? Yeah, absolutely. I think we both have a a servant's heart. Um, And just so seeing these veterinarians pour everything they have into their business and coming out the other side, it's very, it's very rewarding to, to see them 
uh, come through at all. Yeah. You know, Marcia, that's not the first time I've heard that phrase, servant's heart. For folks who don't live in the South, who may not be familiar with that term, what does that mean, Marcia? Yeah, servant's heart just means that you get joy out of serving and helping people. And I just truly believe that, you know, my calling is to help people and to do what's right for people, you know, and just, you know, my parents always told me, you know, like the golden rule, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. And that's really how I built my life. And when I met Matt, I really wanted to hire a female, honestly. And um, I had a headhunter looking for, you know, an advisor for me. And I kept, you know, we won't go into this whole long story, but I kept telling her, no, I didn't want, I didn't interview him. He he was relentless. (laughs) And when we met, there was this, there was this instant chemistry. And, you know, I'm the mom of two grown sons. I'm old enough to be his mother. And I feel like the male, female, I feel like our age difference and all that, there's just this balance in our office. Mm. And I do think that Matt was raised in a similar type of home in the South, like I did. And I just, we just are super compatible. And I think that we have this very strong team dynamic and that it's a tangible thing in front of our clients and we do team meetings. And so it's a really beautiful thing. Um, Some of our top clients have even expressed that to me since hiring him, you know, like you did good, Marsha, like this, y'all are, y'all have got it going on. So there is (laughs) something special that you probably can't even get yet. But I think as our podcasts go on, you'll, you'll sense that, but we do, we have a very special relationship. I think it brings a lot of confidence to our clients and Matt is smart. Matt is really, really good at what he does. And I think our skill sets complement each other. I know they do. I don't think it, I know they do. Yeah. That's high praise, Matt. (laughs) That is, that is, that is. is high praise. Yeah. I'm kind of curious about that team dynamic, though. How does that manifest itself when you're sitting down with clients? What does that look like? Well, I mean, I think I've just got different experiences because I've been in the business, you know, for almost as long as he's been alive, you know. So yeah. I have a lot of experience and things that, you know, he's got this institutional experience and, and different types of passions and experiences. But together... It is really a unique relationship. Um, I value it. I value our relationship and um, I have a lot of respect for Matt. That's a big, that's a huge compliment because he's <laughs> a lot younger than me. Um, I don't know, Matt, you want to breathe into that? It's It's been great working with Marsha. Um, I think the thing that stood out to me most like early on is with her experience, she's open to change and she's always looking for uh, the best solution and the best technology for clients and for advisors that have been in the industry for 20, 30 years, most of them have been doing something like the same thing for, for 30 years. Um, and so they found something that worked and I mean, they're not open to change. And I think the longer it goes, the more faster the technology adapts and, uh, everything moves more quickly it's more important to to be open to change and open to new solutions. And um, I think it's been a great, um, a great part of, of working with Marsha. Yeah. What's your favorite part about working with clients? I know just the last episode, Marsha and I talked about the fact that there is no one size that fits mm-hmm. all for right. all of the different clients. I gather that you're on board with that. And I'm just curious about your take on it and, and how you listen to clients and think, I can see where they need to go or where they need help. I think the best thing working with clients 
Um, I, I really enjoy the the planning aspect of like taking everything they've they've worked and saved for their entire lives and structuring it in a way that that meets their goals or, or best fits their goals. And it's always fun to see that light bulb moment go off in the client's head when like, oh, wow, I can't believe we've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I wish we would have known about this sooner. Mm. Um, and, and so I think that's that's a big um, kind of strategic thinking with clients is uh, has been really fun. Um, and then it's always the uh, the day of retirement, um, kind of getting them across that finish line uh, has, has been um, one of my favorite things of, of working with with individuals again. Yeah, I would imagine that it is. I'm curious because you come to the practice having had institutional mm-hmm. experience and w- compare the institutional experience with uh, the more, I guess, I'm going to call it homey approach, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> more like damn home approach. I think the, the difference between institutions and individuals really I, I, like what i see with like uh, with individual um kind of portfolios they they're really after kind of yield and so people that have just been in- investing on their own will come in with individual stocks that i mean are high dividend paying um and i think in the past that's that's worked for them they haven't really cared what they've gone up and down they're just getting their 4 or yeah. 5% return and institutions really trade more efficiently they're looking at bottom line and so individuals will have that yield but it'll be taxable so really kind of shifting more towards about dividend dividend to kind of growth and so that's been a big a big shift working with individuals again. Um, it's really the the relationships too. Um, I think with the institutions, those clients. I mean, you're dealing with a team of thirty to fifty people, and they're all over the all over the country, all over the world. And with these individual clients, they're right here in our backyard or all over the U.S. Um, but it's more of a like a personal relationship with the client instead of just working with a massive team. I mean, yeah, we're told all the time that we that people like you remember our family. Like I have been told that I don't even know how many times throughout my career. Like we love you like family, Marsha, like you're part of my family. I mean, these are people that, you know, I've been serving for a long time, but you know, it is a homey feel. It is, you know, if, even if someone, a a client of ours is in across the country somewhere, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in North Carolina or out West, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a place where people feel welcome to talk like they're sitting across their kitchen table with someone. So that is very true. That personal part of it. Yeah. I would imagine. jump in on his question. No, 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 no. Cause I was going to go to you next anyway. And, <laughs> and, you know, and you picked up on a lot of it. I, I was going to ask in terms of his background, what do you think that background of his in terms of institutional experience brings to you and your clients? Yeah. I mean, it's just a whole nother level of experience that I never had. So I am, you know, I think it's tremendous. I think it gives us another perspective, which allows clients to have more opportunity to think through things. You know what I mean? So that it's not just, there's a lot of people in this industry that they, as Matt said, they have a certain way of doing things. They have one solution to every problem. That's what they're going to be selling you, quote unquote. That's what they're going to be telling you about because that's what they do. That's what they've done. They have, you know, what's the old saying? He who has a hammer thinks everything's a nail. And we have a lot of tools in our toolbox and we can do a lot of things. And, you know, and that just is another tool that Matt has. It's another level of thinking through things 
And when we get into our appointment process here in a minute, he has a very analytical brain that he helps, you know, when we're building plans, there's a lot of value that comes from that experience. So he looks pretty young, but he's, he's older than you think. And he just got married this year too. He's got a wife now. Oh, so, I did. Um, it's been a yeah. it's been a big year here. Oh no, he's a lot older then. <laughs> <laughs> From where I sit, everybody looks really young. So yeah, <laughs> congratulations, Matt. That's yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. So let's get into that appointment process, Marsha. You mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. So um we talked last time about the first two meetings. So the first one is our get to know you meeting which is really just like it sounds. It's a time that's very laid back. It could be 10 minutes or an hour or whatever. And we just want to have allow time for people to ask questions. I think that's missed a lot of times that we need to do more listening than talking. Mm. And we need to answer questions that people may bring to the table. So that's our first visit, the getting to know you. And then they don't bring anything to that visit. They don't bring statements. They don't bring snapshots, spreadsheets, nothing to that meeting but themselves. And like I said, it can be as short or long as the client needs. After that, we, if they're willing to to dive a little deeper, we go into our second meeting, um, which is our triage meeting. Matt, you want to tell them about that? Yeah. So um, this is, this meeting's a little bit longer. Um, so this is the meeting that we bring the statements, the tax returns, any debt, any kind of other assets that uh, that they have, and really discuss their retirement goals, what that looks like for them, um, if they want the beach house, or they want to buy a boat, or they want to take a trip to Europe once a year. Uh, that allows us to, again, to, to kind of know, know the client a little bit further, see what they have and, and plan for, for those goals. I, I think that uh, this is a, a very important meeting um, and it allows us to see what they're currently doing um, and, and help identify any any red flags that we may see. It's This is kind of where the strategic um, sessions uh, with, the, with the client begin. Yeah. And we do, we like to do a risk assessment during this meeting as well, so that they're telling us what type of risk how much risk they're willing to accept. And then what's interesting about that is we take that risk score, if you will, and we then look at how they're currently invested. So after they leave the second meeting, we get together and we start all of our work, um, Mm. which we love doing. And we dive down into what they're doing currently. And a lot of times the risk that they told us they're willing to accept and that they want in their plan and what they actually own don't line up. They're not congruent. They don't. Very eye-opening. <laughs> it's very eye-opening. And so those are one of the things that we, you know, like to point out to people. And, you know, because if you can't stay the course over a lifetime, and if your course isn't changing, because all courses are going to change. So you've got to work with a financial partner that is willing to take you down that road of where do I need to be now? I'm a decade older than I used to be. Do I still need to be on this path? And we just kind of help them on a year by year basis, make sure they're, they're staying the course. So we finish up that, that second meeting, that triage meeting. And again, like I said, we have all their data, we have all their statements. We know what is important to them. We know the journey they want to take that they see in their mind for themselves. Like Matt mm-hmm. said, whether it's a boat or beach house or traveling or moving across country to be near their grandkids, whatever it is that they're wanting to have happen, we help build a plan around that. And then that leads us to our third meeting, which is our diagnosis and prescription meeting. So Ooh. just like a veterinarian, you know, he gets a new patient, he or she gets a new patient that comes in 
They're going to do that you know, that assessment, get to know the pet, right? And then they're going to come up with a diagnosis and a prescription for that pet. It's the same thing. Matt and I collaborate. We build the plan together. We talk about things. We go back and forth with, oh, well, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's do this. No, they said they wanted this much risk. And then we we lay their current investments side by side with what we recommend so that they can see a comparison. We have very sophisticated planning tools and um, we lay it side by side and we can compare apples to, you know, this is what you said you wanted and this is what you have. How do you, how do you feel about that? So that's one part of our diagnosis and prescription meeting. And then we talk about investment services. You know, we look at all the different types of risk management that we have available. Some people want to have all the risk in the world. And some people want to have a piece, you know, large or small that's protected that has zero risk. You know, I mean, right now people are coming to us and saying, Hey, I need to put it in my mattress. I don't know what's going to happen, you know? And so um, we have to talk um, out of that a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are crazy times. These are crazy times. So, you yeah. Can say that again. Very crazy times. It's very volatile. And, you know, we can look at everything, like we mentioned in the last podcast. If a, for, a physician doesn't have a 401k plan, we can help them implement that. Or if they need to upgrade their plan, because um, a lot of rules have changed in that space, then we can give them an evaluation of their 401k plan. So, we can look at things in the practice, but we can also look at things that they have on a personal level for their own family. We can look at things that, estate planning, you know, make sure their legacy is going to be exactly what they have in mind when they're not here anymore, that it's going to go accordingly, that Uncle Sam isn't getting too much of it. So we bring in tax planning also. So all of these different lens we're looking through as we build this plan out. That sounds Um, actually really interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I can go on for days and days if you don't stop me. So <laughs> to tell me time's up, it's over. Yeah. But Matt, do you want to talk about the investment side of things a little bit more? Yeah. What, like, what are we? Well, I got a question. You, okay. you, you, and you mentioned it actually, Matt. You know, you sit down with a client and the client says, I really don't have much risk, risk tolerance. I'm pretty risk adverse and, you know, I'm really not. And then you look at their investments and you're like, holy cow, this is nothing but risk. <laughs> this is nothing but but walking out on a ledge. How do they react when you sit down with them? And Yeah, you know? it's, again, it, it's very eye-opening and it's happened, uh, happened a few times this year, actually. And luckily, we're fortunate enough to catch it before we have a bad drawdown in the market. We do the, the risk assessment and they're very, I don't know, moderate or moderate conservative. And you look at their portfolio and it's, it's all equities, 100% risk. Um, and so... When we look at the uh, the risk of the portfolio and what it's done in the past, I mean, like a 2008 scenario, that portfolio has a, a 40 to 50% drawdown, which is incredibly risky for somebody that is, has a moderately or moderately conservative risk tolerance. So it is it is eye-opening. Um, the, the software for, provides a great visual. Um, which is easy to understand for um, all client types. It's it's uh, it's great to have. Absolutely. And then we also talk about things that I think a lot of advisors who are just you know investment managers maybe they don't go down this path. But again, we're tr- we're creating a holistic entire financial plan. So we're going to talk about things like you know, do you have life insurance if it's a younger veterinarian? 
who, you know, has debt from school and three kids and, you know, wanting to build a practice, do they need more life insurance if something untimely happens? Like we're not going to let that box go unchecked without covering that and making sure that they have that that in their financial plan. Sure. Even things too on the other end of the spectrum to that is like long-term care planning. You know, that's something no one wants to talk about. You know, and people, you know, they don't want to really plan for that because they can't get their mind around the fact that they may need that. And I I get that, but it's going to happen to a large percentage of Americans and, you know, longevity is, is increasing. So um, we want to talk about it. And if you don't plan for it with a certain amount of your money or a certain bucket of your money, if you will, then all of your money is subject to that. And if you've got children, one of the biggest reasons to have this conversation is that, you know, typically what we've seen or what I've seen in the last 25, 30 years and working with people is that, you know, say a family's got three kids, one of those three kids is going to be the primary caregiver for mom or dad and, and trying to facilitate things. And probably one or both of the other siblings aren't going to think that person's doing it correctly. And (laughs) it ends up causing a lot of family feuds. Like it's, it's tragic, you know, and so we just want to take that off the table and have that conversation around it. And I think that's a little bit unique, you know, and just make sure that all those boxes are checked. Even we ask people, do you have a will? You'd be surprised how many people do not have a will. They don't have their healthcare directives or any of those things. Obviously, we're not attorneys. We're not going to force them to do it, or right. but we're going to highly recommend them. And we're an accountability arm for that. You know, like the next time they come in or the next year, I'm going to say, did you get your will taken care of? Like it's on my radar still. You know, we try to be very thorough in, in what we're doing in our recommendations. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Well, it, this has been an interesting episode. It's been great meeting the members of your team, members that uh, potential clients will, I'm sure, be eager to meet, uh, as well as current clients. Uh, before we get out of here, let's remind people how they can get a hold of you, Marsha, if they're interested in a further conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So our office phone number is 205-795-2013. You can go to my website, which is meetwithmarsha.com, and Marsha is M-A-R-C-I-A, so meetwithmarsha.com. Also, we're on social media, so if you're on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you can find us on all of those places, and we just want to help people make hay. We want to help people make the best of their lives and make hay while the sun shines. That's what we do every day, day in and day out. Exactly. Well, Matt, really nice meeting you. Thank you. You as well, Bill. Yeah, thank you. Give Jennifer uh, my thanks as well. It's good meeting her. Marcia, thank you. And in the last thank you, of course, goes to the listeners. Listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you found it interesting, useful, maybe even striking up your curiosity a little bit. Don't forget to subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. Hit the subscribe button. Makes this very easy. That way you don't have to remember whenever it is that Marsha's podcast comes out because it's delivered directly to you and it's there for you to listen to. On behalf of everybody associated with folks at Making Hay, Marsha Miller, of course, being the primary, I'm Bill Tucker. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, live your best life today. Thank you for listening to the Making Hay podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available.
visit our website at meetwithmarsha.com or give us a call at 205-795-2013. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analyses of Marsha Miller, it does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Marsha Miller or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by Investment Advisory Representatives or RFG Advisory LLC RFG Advisory or RFG, a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.